For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeff C. And I'm Grace Duffy. Hey, and don't forget today's show is sponsored by the Facebook Marketing Summit. You can find out more at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash summit. So we are so excited. I'm so glad she's back on the show. Uh, We are joined today by Rachel Peterson, and we're going to be exploring the official rollout of Instagram's TikTok competitor reels. So this is going to be a fun show. Yeah. This is going to be a fun show. And later in the show, we're going to talk about a new messenger plugin for your website. But let's not wait. Let's let's talk. Right, to, yeah. Let's talk about real. So if you don't know who Rachel Pinderson is, she is the founder and CEO of the award winning social media marketing agency, The Viral Touch, and the founder and CEO of Social Media United. And she's a top social media marketer and consultant and authority on storytelling through social media. And she happens to be our reigning TikTok experts. So we wanted to have her on to talk about all this stuff that, I mean, there was stuff yesterday, Grace, I saw you drop in about this TikTok takedown that Instagram's trying to do. So Rachel, thank you so much for being here today. Oh my gosh. You guys know that the second you ask, I'm like, yes, I love hanging out with you guys and talking about our jams, right? So yeah. Media. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So Reels, of course, launched this last Wednesday globally to over 50 countries, including the U.S. Reels is being tested in Brazil. I believe uh, the first we saw was November 2019. It was in India and it was France. But this expansion means that it'll now be available in key markets such as the U.K., Japan, Australia, Spain, Mexico, Argentina, and so many more. Um, you know, last week we told you that Instagram was making, supposedly, reportedly making some lucrative offers to TikTok's most popular creators uh, to use their new service Reels. This was from the Wall Street Journal. I think the timing of the launch is definitely interesting because at the time they said that they were going to hold off on some of these deals and like announce with, we've got this person and this person, but the rollout happened anyway. And so, of course, with Everything happening with TikTok in the U.S. right now, which we will also get into later, you know, timing is definitely interesting. So, Rachel, TikTok and Instagram, you're an expert on both. They seem so different to me from like a cultural and an audience standpoint. I don't even see how this could (laughs) compete. What were your initial thoughts on Reels? Because I know you started testing it the day it rolled out. You know, I'm actually super open to having a platform that's similar to TikTok on Instagram or Facebook. I'm not necessarily loyal to any one platform. So the second I heard that Reels was going to be, you know, rolled out, I was like, I definitely want to try this. I want to see what happens. But to be honest, my first instinct when I hopped onto Reels was that it was missing the very heart or culture, the the feel of TikTok, the reason that people love it so much, which is a very like authentic, not as curated feeling. There's this sense of community and culture and the fact that you can instantly put up a video and be in front of a whole new audience that you've never 
met before from either other states or other countries or even from the same city as you. If there's something that's just lacking from day one in reels. And I'm I'm nervous about this, you guys. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the thing is, is like, you know, the big creators on Instagram are big because you know who they are you see them everywhere you know the algorithm kind of bubbles them to the top so one of the cool things about tiktok and my daughter is a big tiktok fan and so is my son that you know it's like anyone could blow up and she's finding new people anyone can be viral and we talked about this on the show and at social media marketing society i know you were also in the social media marketing world this past year and talked about this so the dynamic that tiktok has is so hard to create and you know Facebook's tried it before with Lasso, which, you know, we talked about kind of bombed and shut down after two years. So how do you think Instagram can come close to replicating TikTok's dynamic or should they even try? Oh, my gosh. You know, one of the things that's been hard is to watch platforms not steal, but copycat, right? right? And I think there's something to be said for innovating. And I I miss the days when Facebook and Instagram would have an amazing innovation like marketplace or the different things that they would come up with. I just want to see platforms innovating. And that's one of the things that I think is going to keep TikTok ahead of the crowd. They're constantly innovating and coming up with new ideas and always making things feel fresh and better, not just revamping for revamping's sake. No offense, Facebook, but (laughs) there's real innovation happening behind the scenes. Um, I know Snapchat was also a platform that did some incredible innovation. And I, I love seeing that. I will say that Instagram is going to need to create its own culture for reels for sure. There has to be something that it's known for. It needs to be almost its own standalone. Having it as like a plus one or an add on. I don't know if I see that performing as well on a platform because the very essence of these little short clips of 15 seconds or up to 60, like on TikTok, it is the entire premise. It's not just a nice to have, it's the entire platform. I will say that YouTube was considering or may still be considering launching something. Um, Last I heard it was going to be called Shorts. Mm -hmm. And that is something I would actually take a serious look at since the entire premise of YouTube is video. I would love to see how short YouTube videos perform. That's really interesting. So is there anything, I mean, it's only been out for a week, you know, so we're, we're, it's 1.0. They've been working on it for a while, but is there anything that sets reels apart from TikTok? I mean, we've got the, they've got some of these new AR effects on there. They have a countdown timer that, you know, I kind of played with a little bit. They have this align tool, which is totally trying to help people do that, like outfit switch that they do on TikTok all the time, you know? And so they're, I know they're trying to, you know, kind of steal some of those ideas to make it easier. Is there anything else that, or something that you see that Reels does that TikTok doesn't? Good question. So when I first logged into, logged into, do we ever log into stuff anymore? <laughs> yeah. To yeah. Instagram to check out Reels. The first thing I noticed was that it had attracted several of the, not massive stars, but some big stars from TikTok, including like Sarati's husband, who is well known on TikTok. I also saw Jessica Alba and a bunch of like dancers and fashion bloggers from TikTok on Reels. So I was like, okay, this has my interest for sure. There's several key differences. I will say that there's not the same music functionality, or it seems like they're still figuring out music kind of like 
Yeah. Kind of like the Instagram, you know how the stories sometimes have music, sometimes don't. And then sometimes it's like kind of works, kind of not. Mm -hmm. Uh, The same thing seems to be true with the music and reels. I don't think that they have that fully worked out yet. But that being said, I think that if reels dives into really putting together some awesome augmented reality filters, there's going to be some serious potential. I love the align. I haven't seen anything like that in TikTok yet, mm-hmm. but to be fair, there are so many effects on TikTok that I, I couldn't go through all of them and still, you know, be a mom of three and run several businesses. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't see anything different necessarily. However, there is the ability to take your reels and then post them on your feed as though it were a post. So I'm excited about that. I like that. I can also share it to my story. Mm -hmm. So there's several places that you can put reels within the Instagram platform. Yeah. So one of the things, and we kind of talked about this uh, when we, when we first got on in that kind of the green room is that, you know, for a, a lot of times Instagram users will take like filters they find on Snapchat and they'll post and they'll use them and they'll kind of repurpose them over on Instagram stories. And I was seeing just right now, I could tell that there's a lot of videos made on TikTok and people are moving and posting them also on Instagram. And you had some interesting thing about one of your friends who had a kind of different reach between the two. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So I was, uh, I did a video this morning on TikTok talking about reels. And part of my purpose with this TikTok was to see, is anyone actually having success with reels? And I was kind of uh, jokingly like knocking it and saying like, this is not going to work. The best way to use it is to close the app and go back to TikTok. But (laughs) I wanted to see, is anyone actually having success here? And one of my friends, uh, Dr. Tommy Martin, he commented, he has about 340,000 followers on TikTok. And he said, Interestingly enough, the videos that he's put onto TikTok that he has repurposed onto Reels without the watermark, those seem to be getting more traction than they did on TikTok. Not all of his videos, only the videos that flopped previously on TikTok. And those are original audio, creative pieces that are his own creations, not trends. And I think that it will be difficult because there needs to be an original creation that makes trends popular on reels, if that makes sense to create kind of that viral, like jump on this and get in on the action versus a, yeah, us too. Gotcha. Our friend Joel uh, Black asked this question and kind of a follow-up. He goes, do you think TikTok will lose usage due to reels? Ooh, do I think TikTok will lose usage due to reels? I think that if they up the time limit to 60 seconds, I think that they could lose some usage. But that being said, people are pretty loyal to TikTok, which Mm -hmm. is an interesting thing. And some people have even said, like, I've deleted Facebook and Instagram altogether because TikTok has taken over. I don't think it's necessarily the functionalities that they're looking for. I think that it's the culture and the refreshing look at brands and celebrities in a way that they've never seen them before. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And to your point, Bo in our, in our Facebook comments here said the 15 second limit on reels is killing me. I hope they move it up to 30 or 45 seconds. So I think we are all in agreement because I was like 15 seconds and that's originally like the story length. So I, I see where they got it. Right. It's like those, those clue numbers, but man, it is killing people. I think. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Even if they just upped it to 30 or 45 seconds, it would make a huge difference. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So speaking of which, 
Instagram has a huge distractibility factor, at least for me, right? So you get on there and you've got your feed, you've got the stories, you've got IGTV, and now there's reels. And a big thing I heard from a lot of people as this was rolling out was, I can't find it. I don't know how to use it. Where do you access it? So can you walk us through how we find reels and then how you use it? And then then tell us, like, once something's published, like, where can I see reels? Like, where can I see them? I'm going to be honest. I consider myself decently social media savvy. A little, right? (laughs) Right? And you guys are too. Right. And I'm looking at the platform and it's not super clear exactly where we find reels. They're almost going to need to add another tab specifically for reels if they want to make this a focus. So when I log into the app, I don't see reels prevalent anywhere. When I go to the explore tab or the discover, right? I see that the very top post, and this is the weird thing, only the top post. And then once every about 20 images, Mm -hmm. there's a reel being featured. And if you click on that, then you can get to reels and start to scroll. So it looks like they haven't fully gone all in on promoting this as like the big new thing. And once they do and they dedicate like a tab to it or create its own, like almost like that newsfeed or the for you page that's for reels specifically, it's going to be a lot easier to find, but I'm having a hard time remembering right. where to find it, finding it regularly, finding it in the same right. place. Right. Let's have this same experience. Yeah. And also in the news, it was because one of the things that's really cool is that you can have it in your feed. Like you mentioned, you can have it in your stories and you can have it show up in that explore tab. And also if you there's a place on your profile, I think that reels can show up as well. So there's a lot of places where it can be discovered. It's just hard to find. And there's also and I couldn't get clear because I thought I could I did it because, you know, if you share it as a story, then it acts like a story and disappears after 24 hours. But then if you do it as real, then it and it's just really confusing, like where how long does it live and where and what should I do first? Uh, and so it's it is very, very confusing. Yeah. Agreed. One hundred percent. There needs to be a lot of clarity around where this is going to be living. Right. Not clear. Right. Um, it is cool that it shows up in the Explore tab. But like you said, it's few and far between right now because it's just getting started. But. We are kind of dodged the like the, the you know the elephant in the room that everybody in the comments is asking oh, yeah. about. So, Grace, this possible TikTok ban this like dropped yesterday with like a new timeline kind of going. So, what what is the latest on this? Well, I, I'm going to give you a high level summary. I won't get into it's it's a very muddy, and I don't want to get into too many of the details because I just I, but I want to hit the high points here. So, beginning of July, the U.S. government said that they. We're considering a TikTok ban. This is from the Secretary of State, uh, and they were saying that this was due to rising tensions over China. China, of course, being where TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, is located or based, and of uh, parent company. And then, uh, you know, however, the U.S. operations, as TikTok has expressed many times, the U.S. operations are here in the U.S., and they even have a U.S.-based executive team. Okay, so that was the beginning of right. G- July. By July 15th, the White House said that they're going to the restrictions are coming in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Last Friday, uh, we hear from from Trump that from reporters in his press pool that he was going to do a ban. He was going to do an executive order. He's going to do a ban. He was going to do it on Saturday. Right. So we kind of follow that along. The next day, Microsoft shows up. Right. (laughs) And the funny thing about this is it's like at the heels of a giant tech 
antitrust hearing, right? So here comes Microsoft. Right. <laughs> and says that they agree to buy it. And so they, and, but then the acquisition gets put on hold. I know. I'm so like, ah. so it gets put on hold. And then the TikTok CEO and their general manager issue their statements on their blog saying, we're not going anywhere. We're here. We're TikTok. Deal with it. You know, two days later, Trump says that they're going to close it down on September 15th unless an American company buys it. The next day, Apple shows up and says, we're interested in buying it. And then late last night, I see this headline, Trump issues order banning TikTok and WeChat from operating in 45 days if they're not sold by the Chinese parent company. Mm. So that is where we're at. A lot of stuff. I did not even want to open the news this morning because I don't know what else. Right. So, Rachel, after all this stuff, and you kind of hinted at this before, as marketers, how can we prepare for whatever comes our way? So I, you are invested in TikTok. You know, that is one of your big platforms. But you mentioned you like the competition because, you know, competition is good. So how can we as marketers prepare for whatever happens? Oh, my gosh. So it doesn't matter which social media platform you are heavily invested into. You should always be doing two things. The second best thing that you can do is kind of this thing called cross-pollination. Bring mm -hmm. people to other platforms. Send them to YouTube. Send them to your Instagram. Use that cross-pollination so that you feel a lot less, I guess, weak if you lose a big platform that you're focusing on. But then the number one thing that you can do, and I just recommend that you always do this, is constantly be bringing people back to your email list the only asset that you ever truly own. So truth be told, if TikTok were to disappear tomorrow, my business is going to be totally fine because I've brought a lot of these people to my Facebook groups, my YouTube channel. I've used this to spike a lot of growth on YouTube and my email list has grown quite a bit. So always be thinking, how can I get these people into the only asset that I own, my email list? That is an awesome Awesome answer. So Grace and I were talking about this before this bidding war because, you know, Apple came in and it reminds me of these old ads. Remember, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC and you have the really cool guy and the real nerdy guy. And I'm like, OK, is this Microsoft's play to finally be cool if they own TikTok? So what do you think? Would that give them like a lot of street kid? Because um, Sylvia says, you know, if you look into your crystal ball, what do you think will happen if Microsoft does take over TikTok? And he goes, wait, what? Apple? I mean, because that's pretty cool. So. What do you think, Rachel? I think you may have been frozen here. Let me see. Why don't we let Rachel refresh? Yeah, refresh, and we're going to bump into uh, the next piece of news really quick. This next major piece of news that we're going to talk about is the new Facebook Messenger chat plugin. So if you didn't hear about this, is uh, Facebook Messenger announced a major update to the Facebook chat plugin that this is a free tool that businesses can globally to connect with uh, customers on their website. So what it allows you to do is plug in a a chat plugin on your website where you can act, they can actually message you right there and then. So uh, it's a really th a cool thing that with minimal effort, businesses are able to kick off conversations, bring this personal touch in. And they mentioned on their press release, they said that we're also introducing a new design that makes conversions easier and more intuitive. And so the big news about this whole thing is now people can talk to businesses with this chat plugin without logging on to Facebook. So in 2017, they did release a uh, custom, uh, like a custom chat plugin, but it didn't have this way to log in 
without being, you know, first having being logged into Facebook. So this new version still prioritizes who can sign in and, and using their Facebook account, but you don't have to have that. So you can continue as a guest is what the, the news kind of is. So it's very, very cool. They have said that with this new chat plugin, they saw a 45% increase in customers inquiring about their products and services. So it's really interesting. They can install this. It's already built into places like uh, WooCommerce, ManyChat, and Haravan. I think that's how you say it. So um, if you're interested in that, make sure you check out that. You can also, I think there's a, a WordPress plugin if you have a WordPress site. It's easy to attach this. When Grace and I were talking about this, one of the things we wanted to know is like, you know, a lot of people are, are comfortable with, you know, having a Facebook pixel, but I couldn't find any of these press releases if they're collecting any more information, what this means. So it's, I think it's cool because I think being able to communicate with your clients directly on your website in an easy way is awesome. But I really want to know what they're collecting, you know, yeah. and how does this, this work? And also how does this work with like the CCPA and GDPR and all those, you know, those things that we're kind of getting limited on what we can, the data we can collect. So very, very interesting. Well, it's interesting too, because, you know, this coincides with the rollout of the business inbox for messenger, as we mm -hmm. recall that they did roll that where you could have your, your page business inbox have access to that through your personal messenger. And then the other one is Facebook and Instagram shops, right? So that is a big push for e-commerce. And I think that if you've got your inventory over on Facebook and your Facebook chat over on, on your website, right. then that kind of streamlines conversation. So, you know, if you're back on your page, you can have that continued relationship with the customer. I think the one issue of course would be the, the, you can log in as a guest. So, right. Um, you that, probably wouldn't that is have cool. that, but yeah. So Rachel's back. Let's bring her back as we were talking about okay. Mac versus PC, you know, Apple versus, <laughs> yeah. you know, Microsoft. Who are you rooting for, Rachel? All right. This is going to get controversial because I feel like Mac versus PC is like one of the fastest ways to divide a room. <laughs> That's right. You're true. Very true. <laughs> but I recognize, even though I am personally a Mac or an Apple fan, I recognize that PC actually sometimes has better capabilities. Mm. That being said, the capabilities of TikTok are phenomenal. What I would love to see is an Apple kind of like makeover where Apple takes it and just makes it just a little more user-friendly. There are some things that glitch from time to time in TikTok. And I will say that looking at Instagram's reels, it seems to have some of those bugs that worked out in terms of actually having clarity on how to shoot a video and post it and add effects and text, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I would love to see TikTok with Apple's hands in the uh, pie. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Hands in the pie? Sure. Yeah. We'll, sure. we'll say, we'll say that's good. It, it we'll is very interesting because <laughs> you think about, you know, Microsoft also owns LinkedIn and, you know, it's getting some cool stuff, but, you know, in Microsoft hands, how will that work? I, I, I agree with you. It would be very, very cool with the polish and the design style that Apple has. I think it would be very cool because I think they would innovate quickly. You know, I just don't know. I mean, I, I, I think re realistically, Microsoft is the first one in. They probably have the best chance. But who I'd really like to see would probably be Apple. So anyway, very, very interesting kind of, you know, <laughs> dividing the room is right. So um, anyway, 
Well, Rachel, I we happen to know that you are a social media expert across all platforms, right? You happen to be our TikTok experts. So we have you here, but that's that's not even fair because you're brilliant on all of the platforms, right? right? So in your opinion, your expert opinion, where do you think you know, depend, we don't know where the winds are going to go or what's going to happen. Like, I don't know, in 15 minutes with this, like, where do you think TikTok users will go to, you know, beyond just reels? And more importantly, where do you think the TikTok stars and creators will go to? Should TikTok kind of go away? Really good question. I think that because Instagram's reels is first to market, if something should happen, let's say that the deal isn't formed. And this is really important because I made sure to read the news, not just the headlines, but the sub headlines as right. well. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be banned in 45 days. It's only banned if a deal isn't reached within the United States. And so my, my gut tells me that that just means that the negotiations and acquisition process is being sped up just a little bit. Right. And so I don't think it will go anywhere, but what I do think will happen is if it were to be affected by the acquisition or they go through a revamp cycle or something along those lines, I think that the fact that Instagram Reels is that first to market competitor, it does have a strong advantage. That being said, for the next generation, I think they're going to wait for whatever's next. Uh, you know, Gen Z is on TikTok. That is their platform. And right. they mostly use Snapchat for communication. So that being said, I think that Gen Z would wait around for YouTube's competitor. They're not going to be the fastest to jump onto Instagram because Instagram hasn't been their main platform. It's been TikTok and Snapchat. Mm. And so I think that Reels would do well for a while with millennials and Gen X and all, all the above, right? But I think for the next generation, they would be looking for a serious competitor that comes in with innovative uh, solutions to the TikTok dilemma. So I, I guess my my question is, and this is a great point by Joel. He goes, he's a Mac all the way, but it was a smart long-term play. Microsoft will be the cool company for the younger demo, which will have money soon to buy PCs if Microsoft <laughs> doesn't break it. And I think that's a great point. And also, you know, when this whole talk started about TikTok may go away. There was, I think we reported a couple of weeks, shows ago, that there's also some fragmentation already going on inside of TikTok. Some of them are going to buy, like the dancers are going someplace and the musicians are going to another like app. Like I think one's called Byte and what was the other one? I can't remember what the other one was. It was, dub, it was like the Dub Smash, yeah, right? Dub I Smash or something like called. that. Yeah. Have you seen that or is that so small of a niche that it really doesn't matter, Rachel? Good question. I've seen people diversifying and it's mostly out of fear of TikTok disappearing. And so I haven't seen anyone go to Byte or Dub Smash or Reels and say, I love this. This is so (laughs) much better. They're saying, hey, I'm taking my TikToks and I'm also posting them to Byte just in case. Mm -hmm. And that's been the biggest thing I've seen across the board. People are building in that backup plan when they don't realize that the fastest backup plan is you can build your list. You can build a Facebook group is even a safer bet to just send people there. But I haven't seen anyone say like, oh, I love Dub Smash. I mean, I did that six years ago. I remember doing Dub Smash. And the thing about it is it's like several steps back to kind of early TikTok where it was all mm-hmm. or even almost like Vine style yeah. where it's thinking and dancing. Gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about the business side of TikTok. So, you know, everything revolves around really, you know, creators, because if there's no, you know, content, the app or 
the platform really doesn't work. So TikTok stars are getting, you know, these lucrative sponsorship deals with big brands like Hollister, Truly Beauty, Tinder, House Party, all these ones. And some are pocketing like 5,000 to 20,000 per sponsored post with lots even making more than that, according to a, a one influencer. So they just, TikTok just made this self-serving ad platform available to all businesses. And they launched a marketing hub for brands who are interested in everything TikTok has to offer. So even with all this news, what advice do you have for the businesses that we've been, you know, we've encouraged you to be on TikTok? You, you mentioned diversification, which is good, but maybe people who are on the fence and like, well, I'm not going to until I find out who's going to buy them or whatever. Should we be getting on there faster? Should we zig when everybody else is zagging or should we have a wait and see approach? What are, what is your advice to businesses? Yes. So I'm going to bring up an example and that is dad life, Jason. I absolutely love Jason. He was on TikTok for a while and he had several hundred thousand followers and a couple months ago he kind of took some of the advice that I shared and in two months he grew by one million followers on TikTok. So what could the next 45 days hold for you? It could be the difference between 10,000, 100,000, or even potentially a million followers over the next 45 days. So if you feel like you can pivot quickly as a company, get on there, blow up, Mm -hmm. direct people to other platforms, and then feel free to exit gracefully if needed. Awesome. So can you give us some businesses and brands that we may, I mean, you do a great job and everyone needs to follow you over on TikTok because you have a great mix, I think, of of stuff. So, but can you give us some examples of some brands and uh, businesses we should follow? Because I, I know, and you mentioned this when we had you on before, is like, if you're just getting on TikTok, it's got to figure out what you like to start suggesting things that will come up in your feed. And, you know, when you start scrolling, it kind of tailors to you. But do you have any ones that we, sh- you know, like businesses who are really interested in you know, looking to see if TikTok is a a good idea for them that they should follow. And so it can kind of start training that algorithm. For sure. A couple that come to mind, I'm going to try to avoid personal brands because I feel like that's kind of a barrier to entry for some people. I have to point out Chipotle. They've done a great job on TikTok, especially with working through influencer channels and the TikTok creator marketplace. Washington Post is so entertaining, especially because they're even talking about things that their competitors are having success with. And it feels like you're falling in love with Washington Post for at least for me, the first time in my lifetime. (laughs) And then one that is my personal favorite. I am obsessed with the way that they do TikTok. TikTok is Netflix. Oh my gosh. Their TikTok is next level as you would expect, mm-hmm. but these are all some great brands to follow. There are of course tons of small businesses. Just look up the hashtag small business owner and see what comes up. You'll see a lot of personal brands and businesses that have an, a, the attractive character or the person, the mascot at the front of their business. But those are three great examples of businesses that don't have those in place. Gotcha. This is a great uh, question, and it says, I'm from India, and TikTok is banned here already. What I feel people have started running ads on Facebook and Instagram, and most of the TikTokers I see now are making their Instagram profiles stronger. So that's very interesting news from someone from India. So that's very, very cool. So, And it sounds like he's seeing people pivot as well. And this goes all the way back to your point. The very start of the show, Rachel, is like, get them back to your list. So when you do pivot, you can send them somewhere. So I think that is awesome. Is there any skills like, let's say, okay, I've decided I'm going to be on TikTok. No, I'm, I'm, wherever it's going to go, I'm just going to get on it. I'm going to start creating this short kind of snackable content. What are some skills that you think marketers really need to learn 
and can, you know, maybe look at some maybe different places that they can pull ideas and inspiration from, like, you know, video editing? I mean, what are some skills that you think people need to start out on TikTok? For sure. In the past, I would have said things like video editing or writing the right copy, but I have a totally different answer today. And this is to constantly be researching what's working. Mm -hmm. And I saw on this, oh, there was this Twitter account that posted something that I was like obsessed with or tweeted it rather. They said the greatest marketers like Mr. Beast on YouTube, they start with the title in mind. And the second I saw that it got my mind working. And so now in our business, we have a running doc of all the titles for all of our YouTube videos, all of our Instagram posts, all of our TikToks, Mm. email, subject lines, everything. It all starts with the hook. And so start with the hook. What is it that's going to grab people's attention and then build out the story from there. You do not have to be an expert video editor by any means. I edit all of my TikTok videos here on my phone, which is awesome. Just make sure you have good lighting and that you're, this is going to sound really silly. I know that this is super obvious, but it's not to people. A lot of people's videos are really smudgy and they don't realize it. And I didn't realize this for a long time. And my sister, she's a, a wonderful, I think she's actually Gen Z. She grabbed my phone and went, and wiped it off. And suddenly I had this like super clear video and I realized, wow, I don't think most people realize that you need clear video and your camera is smudgy. Those two things make a huge difference, but start with the title in mind, start with the hook that you're going to get people in with first before you ever create a video. That's awesome. So, uh, it's almost story brand. It's like, you know, that's exactly, uh, that's, Awesome to awesome advice. So one of the questions we had, this is a great one. And so Doc Rock says, you know, my over 50 crowd is growing fast on TikTok, which is very, very cool. Thanks, Doc, from over on YouTube. And what's the 504 asked that question? What's the typical age range for TikTok? Ooh, all across the board. There is about 800 million active monthly users on TikTok now, and nearly 30% are over the age of 30. Mm. Now, over the age of, I think it's about 50 or 54, is a lot smaller. It's about 1%. So I'm not surprised that people are flocking to following Doc Rock because people who are over the age of 50, they're going to look for people that look like them, talk like them, understand the same cultural references. And in fact, if you're over 50, you're a lot more likely to do well on the platform because people want to see people like them, right? Right, right. So that's one great um, way to jump into this platform. But we are seeing continually more millennials, more people over the age of 30 joining this platform. There's just a little bit of resistance from the older communities. And so it's taking a little bit more time. I do think that having TikTok, at least US, being acquired by a US-based company, there's definitely going to be a growth or a surge in some of the older demographics on TikTok. Awesome. And Doc Rock says... Doc Rock wanted he, you to know he's that still cute. He, he's still cute. He's still cute. So uh, but, yeah. this is the final question for you, Rachel. And this is really specific, and I think it's a great one. She, he goes, I'm a, a, st- a student at Georgia Tech and have a music tech startup. How can we utilize TikTok to the best of our ability? So music tech. So that sounds like it would be a great fit for TikTok. Um, that's kind of a broad question. I'd want to know what more sure. that means. I mean, if you're a music producer, oh my gosh, there are so many producers, DJs, um, people that have had great success on TikTok by 
taking popular songs and remixing them or reproducing them. In fact, there was one TikTok. I'm not going to be able to remember the user's name, but this uh, kid would basically go up to his mom and say, hey, mom, can you recreate this song and merge it with this song? And she would be like, sure, honey. And she looked like a normal mom, right? Just like nothing that you would expect would suddenly come up with the super sick beat and the total mashup of two different songs. And I was like, okay, massive respect. So if you do anything that like, alters music you could do a before and an after you could make songs create mashups let people see the process and and that fact that the son goes hey mom do you think you could grab this beat and mix it with this beat and she's like i think so honey it was just so <laughs> great incorporate some storytelling into your tiktoks and i know eileen asked any example I'm starting with the hook. Feel free to check out some of my TikToks. A lot of them start with the hook in mind and you'll see it because it's going to grab your attention right away. Awesome. Yeah. Make sure you check out uh, uh, Rachel's account. So I want to ask one, the, sorry, I'm going to ask one more final question. Is <laughs> um, is it mostly US users or is it growing like in the UK and overseas? What are some of like the, so we've talked about like the, the age ranges, but what about like growth in different countries? There's a ton of growth in different countries. Right now, about 90 million of the users on TikTok are United States based. So even though there's 800 million, obviously there's been a lot of growth. And that's 800 million after, you know, in India has been banned from TikTok. So there's a lot of growth in this platform in every single country. Last time I checked, I think they were in 150 different countries. I can pull up the stats at some point. But yeah, it's continually growing. And especially in countries where they're, they're late adapters to it, you're going to see that continual like viral expansion throughout the entire country. Awesome. Well, that is our show. So Rachel, where can people, I mean, I know people are already in the comments are going, Hey, where can we find her? Where, where is it at? So what's the best place for people to find out about you and watch your videos and learn all about your stuff and all that kind of thing. The easiest place to find me is my username at the Mrs. Peterson, all E's and a D in my last name. You can find me on pretty much every single, well, no, literally every single social media platform as the Mrs. Peterson, but especially on TikTok. And again, all E's and a D in my last name. Awesome. So that is our show. We want to make sure you guys do not forget that this is the last day actually to save on your ticket to the Facebook Marketing Summit. You do not want to miss it. If you need to improve your reach, your engagement, sales with Facebook, then you want to be at this live online event. You can join 14 Facebook experts as they show you proven strategies to take your marketing to the next level. And there's not much time left just today. So go to Facebook Marketing Summit at uh, socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash summit. That's socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash summit. And as always, we have our next show Friday, August 14th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And if you want to find out when we're going to go live, what we'll be talking about, make sure you sign up for our calendar at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. This is also a podcast, and we'd love for you guys to subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. And just leave us a review. Tell everybody how awesome Rachel was today because that helps us get the word out. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone. A special thank you to you, Rachel, for uh, joining us for today's show. So we hope to see all of you at our next one. I love hanging out with you guys. I'm always here. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com.
If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.